Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Student Leadership Podcast. Uh, my name is Aaron. I'm the Director of Lead Generation. I'm here with my co-host, Gil. What's up, my friend? Hooty hoot. So glad to be with you. We have got another incredible episode lined up for you. This is our second interview with the one and only Diamond Deyamper. She has been a part of the Lead the Gen fam from the very beginning, Gil, right? She's OG when it comes to Lead the Gen. And then in the last year, uh, she has uh, moved from being a church planner to being the lead pastor. She planted a church called the Freedom Room. Diamond, you're now the lead pastor. How does that feel? That just is uh, kind of uh, wild, right? It feels, um, yeah, wild is probably the best word. And I definitely feel like somebody is going to come tap me on the shoulder and be like, okay. All right, that's all, enough. Wake up. Dream, the dream's <laughs> over. You're done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, I oftentimes feel the same uh, about our journey uh, with Lead the Gen over the last five years where like, wait, is this, is this, what's, what's happening here? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel that for sure. Well, listen, students, if you missed our first interview and episode with Diamond, um, you should go check that out uh, and also check out the overtime episode that we did uh, after that particular episode. But um, we're going to jump into a brand new leadership talk here with Diamond. Um, but I think Gil's got a question lined up here for you. Just I to, do. And yeah. again, Diamond, you got kind of like a, a merciful week because normally these are pretty strange, but I just have like a little more straightforward ones for you. Um, so we know uh, here, and I think a lot of students listening probably know this, but Diamond, you're a very driven woman. You set goals, you go after them, all that kind of stuff. So tell us your, a little bit about your future here. Are there any big goals that you have for the end of 2026? So like five years from now, 2027, whatever. Ooh, you went way what, out. What is like some of the big things that you're hoping will happen by then? Oh my goodness, this is so funny because I was just talking to my best friend two days ago about um, my next goal chart because I do set goals. Um, I do them in a very like, like almost like official way, but by the end of 2026, okay. Um, so I will be fluent in Spanish by the end of 2026. Okay, see, si. um, it's the only Spanish si. word I know, so I he had to said, use it right there. Banyo. He said, see, si. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a couple more. Um, I have, uh, I intend to run for city council. I don't think that I'll be running for city council by 2026, but I'll definitely be pre pre campaign by then. 
Um, and uh, I would love to throw a music festival here in the D. We have this incredible, historic, like army kind of deserted fort situation. Like it, it's crazy, uh, but it's like 20 acres. And I really want to uh, do, I really want to host a music festival there um, and an art festival there. And we're kind of in the early talks about doing that with some local partners and it's going to be a, a banger. So yeah, those are kind of three of my big goals. All right. You heard it here wow. first those on the student great. leadership podcast. Diamond is running for president. I mean, for local city council. <laughs> um, but president's after that. President's after. Yeah. President, you got, yeah. There's phases. There's steps. You could take baby steps, right? That's how it works. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's amazing though. I, I think it's encouraging for students and leaders to hear uh, someone who's, who is dreaming like some pretty big things for their life and wants to make an impact. And, you know, that's the ultimately the reason why, um, we do lead the generation. That's why we do the podcast because we want to encourage students and leaders to, you know, continue to develop yourself, uh, continue to dream about what kind of impact you can make for the kingdom of God in this world. So Diamond, give us another leadership thought, something that will help push a student along, challenge them. Uh, maybe for uh, a student who's listening that hasn't really started the leadership journey yet, maybe uh, what you're going to share today will help them kind of take that first step. So what do you got for us? Oh, uh, so this one is actually a little, um, it's, it's almost kind of connected to what we got into because it's so deep in my like heart. We were talking before, uh, and it's about John Maxwell's quote that leadership is influence. Um, the concept that leadership is not um, dictatorship. It's not how much you can get away with going around telling people what to do and what to think and how to be. It is so much more organic than that. It is the ability to influence and persuade not just the people, but the situations and the climates around you in a certain direction. And for us as Christ followers, it's not just influence in any old direction. And it's certainly not influence in our own carnal directions. It's not me influencing people to be like me. It is influencing people to be more like Jesus and to be with Jesus. Um, that's what I, um, am, I'm feeling real deep in right now, especially as a new lead pastor, I'm going to be totally real with you. There's a deep temptation to want to make everybody do and think and act like you in order to run your organization, um, smoothly, because <clears throat> the less that you have to explain yourself and the more that you can just send people on with their marching orders, it's frankly not very time intensive. And it really does stroke your ego to have a bunch of little mini me's running around. That is not what God called us to do. That is not what Jesus did with his disciples. And that is not what our mandate is to make disciples. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head's at on this one. Yeah, that, that makes sense. This, this is a, an interesting, interesting topic too. And I, I won't go too far down this bunny trail here, but as, as you were saying that, uh, like in a modern day application, influence is often equated just to followers. It's like I am influential based on how many people follow me on social media, how many people share my tweets, how many people like the stuff that I put out there. That determines my influence. But I think the conversation is a lot more broad than that. and It's a lot more nuanced. Uh, that's just like kind of what I think a lot of people see now because it's the most tangible thing. Like I can go on Instagram and check how influential I am based off the number under my follower chart. But I think we're talking about mm. something differently here. So tell me, is there a Bible verse? Is there a scripture uh, story, something that comes to mind that under like underpins this whole conversation? 
Yes. Thanks for asking that. Um, I think about Paul and Timothy so much here. First uh, Timothy chapter four. This is a famous scripture for young people. Uh, don't let anybody look down on you or despise you because of your youth, but set the believers an example in your speech, in your conduct, in your love, in your faith, in your purity. This portion of scripture, I think, is incredibly important because it uses the word example. There is nothing exemplary about my follower count. There is nothing exemplary about whether or not I max out on Facebook friends. There is nothing exemplary about how many beautiful pictures that may or may not be on my social media that give you... um whether it's true or false, a depiction of this life that I may or may not lead. An example of speech, an example of conduct, an example of love, an example of faith, an example of purity, that requires some up close and personal intimate time. That is not observational. That means that I am going to be shoulder to shoulder with the people around me. My influence is not something that can be transmitted through a screen. It has to be transmitted through life on life time. And um, my friend Paul in the Bible, you're like, he's not your friend. Yeah, he's my friend because we're both <laughs> nuts. Um he uh, he gives us a lot uh, of he gives us a lot to work with as it relates to being an apostle and being a follower of Christ. And he's he's a maverick. He's he's out there, you know, but something that I deeply appreciated about uh, his relationship or I should say maybe Timothy's relationship with Paul is the life on lifetime. The one-on-one -on -one quality time spent walking with one another and Timothy choosing to be influenced or choosing to live by an example that was set forth. You cannot set an example for somebody from afar. You got to be up close. And that's the difference between influence as a leader versus influence in the way that that word has kind of been usurped in our society today. Yeah, that's really good. I, I appreciate you unpacking that. And, you know, there, obviously there is a, a, a bit of a connection here, a pretty strong connection between the first episode that we did with you and this one, you know, talking about influence. And so, again, I would just say students, uh, leaders, if you haven't caught the first episode or the overtime uh, episode, uh, you should you should go do that because we really unpack a lot of those things there. Um, this is so important because it is, as you're saying, Diamond and Gil, you mentioned this too, culture tells us that lie that influence is, is about acquiring fame, acquiring followers, um, acquiring even, you know, success in some form or different seasons of your life. And Diamond, mean, you're giving us a really solid biblical understanding and foundation, you know, for, for what it is. So for the student out there, like, you know, we we're always challenging students, you know, thus the name of our ministry, go lead your generation. Right. So we use that phrase all the time. Um, it's kind of baked into our branding and who we are. But, but when we say that, we're really talking about this, this issue right here, right? Influence, like use your influence, use your influence wisely. Right. So, uh, take it a step further, Diamond. Um, when you think about what's happening in our in our country, in the world, globally, uh, when you think about um, all the different cultural challenges that we uh, are experiencing, what major issues do you see in our culture that ultimately will be addressed by a generation of young people that learn to wield and use their influence biblically and correctly? 
Mm, that's a beautiful question. I think that what we are going to get back to, or I don't want to say back to, because I don't, I don't want to perpetuate the beauty of backwards. I don't think that there is a lot of beauty in backwards, but I will say that there is a huge part of the way that we interact with one another and all of society that's done digitally. And that's been compounded by living through a global pandemic that caused us to have to really do all of our life safely from home via maybe a computer screen or a phone screen, going to school, going to work and doing it all via telecommunication. But what I would love to see more of, and I would love to see some intentional moving in the direction of is as safely as we can getting back to the place where we're spending one-on-one life on lifetime with the people around us and allowing for the example of the way that we do our everyday mundane stuff to be the stuff of miracles, to be the reason in the way that people are able to get glimpses of the, of, of the living God is because they're able to see how we live up close and personal. I think about if you know me personally and you're listening to the podcast, this will make sense. But uh, if we're new friends, then you know that uh, one of the biggest um, influential people in my life, likely the biggest, it was my mother. Um, she uh, she lived her life in a really powerfully exemplary way. I'll give you some examples. We never, ever, ever went to a restaurant where we would see someone eating alone and not pay for their bill. The reason this is incredibly important is because we... Uh, we didn't have any money. (laughs) Um, But if we did go to a restaurant and we saw someone dining alone, we would include their bill with ours, even if we could barely afford it. And that was my mom's way of leading with love. We never, ever, ever checked out at the grocery store without my mom taking the opportunity to share the love of Christ with the person that was bagging our groceries. That was my mom's way of leading in purity. Um, she, uh, She tithed and gave to our church, even in the times where our family didn't know where our next meal was going to come from. That was her way of leading and an example of faithfulness. And I wouldn't know any of those things about my mother if I didn't eat with her and shop with her and live with her. How in the world are we going to influence and be an example to the people around us if we're doing it from arm's length or from across the screen? I hope that, uh, as we get into a space in life where we're able to spend more interpersonal time with one another, the students of the next generation are able to take any and every opportunity in the mundane, everyday things to set an example for the people around them, like we see in First Timothy, to lead in love, to lead in purity, to lead in conduct, and in a way that shows who the person of Jesus is. Yeah. Now, I think I think every good leadership principle like this diamond uh is kind of like going to the chiropractor right so like if we're all kind of like have you, i don't know about you guys but i love chiropractors they're the, my favorite doctors on the planet because like if you hurt your neck you sleep on a weird they fix it and allows you then to kind of like live life normally so like this kind of leadership principle i think like applying is kind of like going to the chiropractor getting your neck popped right or getting your your back realigned um so with that with that in mind like talking about like developing a healthy christian real worldview and aligning ourselves with that what How does this leadership principle help students do that? Yeah, I think that um, I think about myself. I was a youth group kid that led worship and I literally like my mouth was a trash can. And I was so weird about inviting friends from school to church because I knew that the person that they knew on the field or the lunchroom was a very different person than the person that led worship at church or spoke or uh, engaged in small groups or had Christian friends. 
I would encourage the students that are listening right now to be self-aware and hard enough on yourself to say, I'm going to be the same person 168 hours of the week. The consistency of the way that you follow, um, not just checking boxes and trying to modify your behavior so that you can look like a good Christian, but being consistent enough to be the person that God has redeemed in front of your friends at school and being that same person at home with your parents and siblings, that same person on the field, that same person in church is going to give you the opportunity to be an example. And when you can be an example, you can be influential. And we know that when you can be influential, you can be a leader. It's not like we talked about in our, in in the last chat I had with you guys, it's not about a title. It's not about whether or not people are already looking to you. It's about what you're doing when nobody's looking. That's really going to be the stuff that makes a leader. That is how I believe it can impact the young person today. Okay, final question. Um, you, you referenced First um, Timothy four twelve. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Set an example for believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, purity. Who's doing this well? T- tell us about a student who's just living this out. Not in perfection, because none of us live it out in perfection. But but they're doing it really well. Yeah, um, we have a young person. We have a young person that's a part of our church right now that is truly my hero. Um, I'm not going to use this young person's name because sometimes people uh, from our community, they they are a big fan of Lead the Generation. And so uh, they might listen to this podcast and I want to keep their, uh, their, their identity private. But I've been really, really convicted. This is a young person that actually does have some special needs, does have some behavioral illness. And that's a soft spot for me as somebody who deals with mental illness myself. And the way that this person, I know what they are dealing with in their personal life. There's a very few people that do, but I know what they go home to. I know the battle that they are fighting in their mind with anxiety, obsessive compulsive disorder and schizoaffective disorder. And the way that I see this person arrest their thoughts and capture their minds so that they can serve in the house of God is really, really powerful. This is somebody that oftentimes if they're serving has to slip away because of, uh, because of sensory overload, or, um, if they feel compelled to possibly even do something, uh, that it could be hurtful or harmful. I watch this person wrestle with their flesh so that they can serve the Lord in church. Um, I watch this person sometimes show up in tears because they're mentally having a very difficult day, but they will not miss the opportunity to be in the house of God with the family of God. I watch this person greet when I know that they are naturally very introverted and actually have social anxiety. This person actually holds something in their hand to help them with their social anxiety so that they can stand at the front doors and be the first smiling face that our guests see when they come into church. That convicts me in a really crazy way because there are things that I do on a daily basis that don't cost me anything emotionally. And this person is serving God when it is literally one of the most difficult things for them to do. Their body, their mind, their flesh wants them to go to bed and cover their head in the covers and medicate. And instead, every single Sunday, they come out, they greet, they help. And it's the only area of ministry that they can truly be involved in because of the flexibility that they need. But it's likely also the hardest area for them to be available to serve in. And they've been more faithful than me. I've skipped two Sundays preaching and this person (laughs) has not skipped a single Sunday serving. And so I think about this young man um, who is 16 years old. And I think, 
man, I want to be like that. That's an example. That's an example of faithfulness, of purity, of love, of conduct. And that's an example that says, you know, I'm willing to die to myself in these areas where I have every right to, to, to go the route of self-preservation. And instead I'm going to go the route of servanthood. That's a leader. I love it. It's amazing. Diamond, thank you so much. I wish we didn't have to, to end. I feel like we can keep talking about this for like two more two more sessions here, but thank you for being with us this week. Uh, and students, we want to remind you that we do have an overtime conversation happening about this later on. So make sure you check that out. Um, but we do hope this content has been helpful to you. If it has, Dude, let us know. Send us a DM. Share with us how it's how it's impacting. We'd love to know that. You can reach out to us at LTG Conference and myself at Gilbo's Wagons. And students, if you uh, want to shoot Diamond a message, uh, go to the show notes and uh, you'll be able to connect with her there. Um, we got her email address in there and uh, how you can connect with the Freedom Room as well. And just a shout out to uh, all of you from the Freedom Room if you're listening to the episode. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks for coming and cheering uh, your lead pastor on. Diamond, I've known you for a long time. Like I've known you since you were a student, and it's still kind of weird for me to call you a lead pastor. <laughs> but I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I, you know, and um, you know, you've talked a lot about influence on both of these episodes, and and choosing to see yourself as a leader and be influential long before you uh, had the title. And so I just want to say, uh, I watched you live that out for many, many years uh, before you ever planted a church in Detroit. And uh, so it's it's incredible to just celebrate with you how God's using you as you've been faithful and taking those steps. So we're so proud of you. We're glad uh, that you're part of the uh, of the Lead the Gen fam. Thanks for being on the podcast uh, for a, co- a couple episodes. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. You guys mean the world to me. I love being part of the LTG fam. And thank you for having me on the show. Glad to do it. And um, students, uh, if you love the episode, if you love what we're doing with the podcast, uh, give it a like, give it a share, give it a rating or a review. We'd appreciate that. We'll give you a shout out. Remember, you're called to lead your generation. We encourage you to do it with passion for Christ and love for others. Mm-hmm.